was so depraved. I went astray. The cost was great. I couldn't pay. It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success. Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom. Get said, Prophet Prince Ohini Bequin is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus, listen now. Can to clear my Hallelujah. Can we celebrate Jesus this morning? Amen. All right. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We ask for the release of grace. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let your word come with power. In the name of Jesus, amen. <clears throat> The principle and power of focus. <clears throat> the principle and power of focus. There are seven mysteries that I'll be talking about briefly. This month is a month of singleness of purpose. And that means focusing. Focusing on what you have decided to do for the year focus let your mind be on it let your attention be on it don't be swayed to the left or to the right focus amen, amen. tell your neighbor this year you must focus than you did last year yeah so that is it this year we have to focus and work hard. Amen. We have to focus and work hard. We have to focus and work hard. Now, going to church, uh, anytime, you know, all my life, anytime I'll, 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 I'll ever sit down to listen to the word of God, whether through the video, audio, or, you know, somebody as it were in a conference or in a church preaching, the time the person is praying to preach, that is also a very important time for me to also pray. And there's always one prayer that I pray, that Lord, grant me understanding in the word, like the way he, you know, the way whoever is preaching understands it. That's very important. You can hear what I'm saying. And you can write things down according to how you understand it. But it may be different from what I mean and what I'm saying. So anytime you come to the house of God, that you're about to hear the word of God, you have to pray that Lord cause me to understand the word the way the one who is preaching understands it. That's where the difference actually comes. That's where the difference comes. In exams, everybody writes something the teacher teaches, and yet some people fail. Because 
not everybody writes as much as what the teacher said in terms of understanding what the teacher said. So when you come to church, you are not here to understand things the way you think. You know, you are here to understand the word of God the way it is being preached. It's different. If you understand what I'm going to teach, the way I understand it, then it means that easily your life is going to produce the results the way I understand the word of God will produce the results. So when the word of God is coming, pray that you understand it the way it is being taught. Do you get me? Yeah, very important. So if you have not prayed that prayer yet, pray that prayer now. And any time you are going to hear the word of God, pray that prayer. Lord, let me understand the word the way the pastor is going to preach it. Let me understand it in the way he understands it. You know, as he's communicating the word of God to me, let me understand it the way he understands it. Let me get the spirit behind the word. In Jesus' name, amen. So we are looking at seven mysteries shortly. And then we'll be done with the service. Right, so number one, the first mystery we are looking at is the mystery of looking beyond. The first mystery of focus is the mystery of looking beyond. Now, whatever you are looking for is ahead of you. Whatever you are looking for, you are hoping for, you are dreaming of is ahead of you. Amen. Whatever you want to see this year is ahead of you. That means you must focus. Because if you do not focus, you may not see, you know, what, what it is ahead of you. But you, you have to focus to see it. Now, how do you sit in a bus going to a place you don't know without focusing? If the place is ahead of you, then all things being equal, you must focus. Because you may end up not going where you desire to go. Alright? So it will take focus to see beyond where you are. To know that what you are looking for is ahead of you. What you are trying to get from God is ahead of you. What you are believing God for this year is ahead of you. If it is ahead of you, then you need to lift your eyes beyond where you are now. You need to lift your eyes beyond where you are now. You need to look at where you want to go. And that place of where you want to go, what you want to achieve this year, is way ahead of you. For example, if one of your goals for the year is to, let's say, multiply the number of workers you have at your firm, you know that this is a dream or a vision or a goal that is ahead of me. What that means is that I must work hard to achieve what is ahead of me. It is not behind me. It is also not where I am. It is only ahead of me. Okay? So when you begin to think deeply about what is ahead of you, it is actually one of the ways you'll be able to focus on your life. So when you go to school and you want to do well academically, you must focus on the next institution ahead of you. For example, if you are in JHS, you must focus on how to make it to, let's say, Presec Legon or, let's say, Holy Child. Now, when you have that focus in JSS, it drives your academics. All right? 
it pushes you to study in a certain way. Now, if you also do not have a focus in JSS, <coughs> it is also going to affect how you study in a certain way. So, usually the people who do well in school are the people who see beyond where they are and keep on imagining themselves being where they are focusing to be. Are, are you getting me? Now, if you have that understanding, every time you'll be looking beyond where you are currently. Because you know that the next level is actually your target. The next level is actually where you want to be. So you need that strength to focus beyond the current situation. Amen. You need the strength to see beyond the current situation. I was privileged to have many mentors in my life. And one of my very celebrated academic mentors, Mr. McGranche, taught me how in JSS I must focus on the school I wanted to go in SHS. Then when I was in SHS, he taught me how to forget about SHS and look beyond SHS to the university I want to go. Now, looking beyond SHS means that I must ask myself, what I am doing in SHS now will it permit me to enter the university? Do you get it? So if you are also believing God for a certain turnaround in business or a certain breakthrough at your workplace, ask yourself that what I am doing now, will it bring that success I'm looking for? That's the point of focus. If it is not going to bring the, the, the success you are looking for, then it means you are being misdirected. So you must always ask yourself that this life I'm living, this attitude I'm putting up, this behavior I am showing, this way I'm living my life, is it a way that will help me get to the next level? If it is not the way that will help me get to the next level, then I must change. One of the ridiculously stupid things young people do is to hang around friends who they know have no focus. And they know they have no vision. And they know they have no looking beyond. And yet, they build their lives around those people. Now, you have to always ask yourself that these people I am around with, are they also looking beyond what I'm looking beyond? Do they see what I'm seeing? If they don't see what I'm seeing, then we are not going to the same place. Then we are not going to the same place. It is that courage that will separate you for you to now become serious. Now, we are just three Sundays into January. And I bet you many people have forgotten their vision for the year. They have already forgotten their target for the year. And they have forgotten the plans that they have to develop comprehensively for this year. The reason is that they don't see beyond now. If you have a clear picture, all right, of where you want to be tomorrow, it dictates how you live your life today. If you have a clear picture of the kind of life that you want to live tomorrow, it will force you to live a certain kind of life today. Why? Because that's the only way to see beyond where you are to make it possible. For example, if you know that God has a calling upon your life into the ministry, it must force your life to go in a certain way. If you are called into the ministry, your life is not like any other person. 
So that ability to see beyond where you are currently, seeing that there is a calling upon your life is what the Bible calls focus. And that mystery is what helps you to live beyond your current situation. Amen. Yeah. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13. The Bible talks about the mystery of focus. Brethren, Apostle Paul is speaking, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before me. So everybody who has the strength of focus is reaching before something beyond him. You are reaching. You are stretching. You are reaching. You are stretching. You are reaching. You are stretching. If you don't have a target that you are trying to reach, there is nothing you can focus on. You need a target. You need a specialized target. When you see any kind of person who does not have a target, that person will not make it. One of the things I learned very early in life is that the only way to really do well, especially in examination, is to set a mark that you want to hit. You set a mark. If this paper is a 100% paper, you tell yourself that I am not getting more than 20 wrongs. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm getting wrongs, I'm getting 20 wrongs. That means I'm hitting 80%. Now, I always find out that when I write a paper and I have such a target, sometimes I hit the target. Sometimes, even when I don't hit the target, I'm not also far from the target. Because the target I set forced me to learn in a certain way. But so many people sit down for exams without target. What do you expect to get? Anything. With the marks, ah, is when the lecturer marks it, I'll see what I get. That's why people fail. When you give yourself a target, you are, as you are sleeping, you are asking yourself, as I'm sleeping, will I hit the target? As I'm not reading the notes, will I hit the target? As I'm following people, will I read the target? So as you ask yourself all these things, it forces you to change your behavior because you are now clearly what? Looking beyond where you are. Looking beyond where you are. And that is one of the mysteries of focus. To look beyond where you are. Many people are only concerned about where they are today. If people were thinking deeply about tomorrow, they wouldn't have made some of the choices they make today. If people were clearly now, if you are a young man and you are a deep thinker, you will see that it's a very dangerous thing to impregnate somebody at a young age. If you are a little thinker to see beyond now. Because now when you look at yourself, you see how you will struggle with many things financially. You see how you don't have a place for your own. You don't have something you call it is mine. All that is yours is your father's or your mother's something. Then in that age of 21, 22, 23, 19, 17, you impregnate somebody if you are wise, you realize that it is a certain big problem that has come upon your life that if you are not strong, it will color your life forever. Now, because at that young age, you now have to take care of yourself, 
take care of the girl, not a woman, that's everything here, what's a woman? Take care of the girl and take care of the child. So three children in one family. Three children in one family. But if you are small and you are a deep thinker, you will see that as a child that as I am, if I bring another child upon myself for us to give birth to a child, we cannot sustain three children in my father's single room. Yes. Because it opens your eyes to see beyond where you are. It opens your eyes to see beyond where you are. And seeing beyond where you are is what will let your life be focused in a certain area. Because there is something that you have in your mind concerning tomorrow that you are reaching forward to. Yeah. And that is why when you are also a young girl and you know that you are genuinely struggling and you are not there yet. And you see others and you envy them. If you see people and you envy them, it means you are, you are not blessed. You are not blessed yet. Now, when you see people and it moves you that, hey, I wish I have this, I wish I have that, it means you don't have those things. And you also decide as young as you are, you will live your life a certain way. You will bring more problems onto yourself. It's happened to so many young people. By the time they thought they are now able to live life, now everything is destroyed. Everything. Listen, the way you live your life today, if you are a wise person, you must see beyond today. This choice that I'm making, how will it affect my life tomorrow? You see many young girls who go and <laughs> fornicate and they have children and you see the struggle. You see some are sent back to the village. They are sent back to the village. Others are beaten anyhow. Others, the guy says he's not the one. And all kinds of drama. And then their lives are destroyed. Then you are selling pure water. You are selling orange. You know, I'm not here to speak against orange sellers and pure water sellers. But how many pure water will you sell to pay rent of 300 Ghana CD a month? Let's be real. And you decide that you will live your life in a certain way, then you are now selling a kutu. All the kutu on the pan is 25 CDs. And that 25 CDs includes the money you use to buy the kutu that you have to refund. So, what do you have? And what will your children eat? Breakfast is orange juice. Then lunch is slice of orange, the fruit itself. Then supper is orange soup. Mercy. Now, if you are a little wise, you must sit down and say that this kind of life will destroy my life in the future. So I won't follow it. All you have to do is to be a little wiser and see beyond now. Then you will make the right decisions for your life. Yeah. then when you are young and your body has not really grown yet and you live that kind of life you see they go to hospital then they do abortion they do another abortion they do another, by the time they have grown that Mr. Charles also has come to marry here there is wombless wombless womb In the, there is nothing to locate as womb then you see how they are devastated, they are sad, 
they are angry and yet it is their own doing it is their own doing you can choose to live your life in a way that makes it possible for you to have the future you want to enjoy amen, amen. yes so receive wisdom this morning receive wisdom this morning you are not married, you are sleeping with the same person in the same room and you are smiling, you, are, you think you are enjoying. <laughs> Great. You don't know what is about to happen. May God take you away from problems in the name of Jesus. Now, like I'm saying, how, how will you be taken away from problems and disgrace? See beyond now and make the choice that will help your life be different. Most young girls who have children, they are not happy. They are not happy. Are you listening to my message this morning? I said they are not happy. Listen, when you see that young girl acting like she's opening because she has a child, deep down in her heart, she wish she was a child again. And if they are not happy and they are not excited and nothing is working for them. This, this, this land is a very difficult land. This land it's a very difficult land. Africa is 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 is, is fantastically difficult. And when you also live your life in a certain way to complicate issues, you didn't go to school and you didn't learn the trade, and somebody impregnated you. When you add all this formula together, you see that the future is not bright. And let me tell you. It's not every old person moving around who is excited by the life the person lived. So stop thinking that the way you are living your life, by all means in the future, you'll be happy. When you see old people, do you see all of them happy? Do you see all of them excited? Yes. Recently, I went somewhere and a woman told me, she said, there is a woman in this room, she's crying. She has been crying and she has been cursing people and she has been, she has been regretting in her room. She's not a young girl. Yes. I wanted to go there and greet her, but when I was told that, I said, may I escape today's curses? May I escape? So I didn't go. It's not every old person who is happy. Most old people are sad. They are depressed. Not because they are sick or something, but because their lives, there's a lot of regret in their lives. Don't live that life. Amen. amen. Say a better amen this morning. Amen. Yeah. 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 If you don't have your own room, you don't have your own life, you don't have your own job, you, you, you are not ready for boyfriend and girlfriend. You are not ready. You are not ready, Cecilia. You can't handle it. You can't handle it. Your body is deceiving your mind that you have grown. But your mind knows that you have not grown. Charlie, watch it. Watch it. Sometimes, the easiest way to go through the thing is to look at the people who have the problems that your life is looking like it will have. And look at them, Kakra, and advise yourself. Do you, do you get me? Yeah. Now, when I went to SHS, I was told that Certain teachers are difficult teachers. You know, my our government lecturer, my government teacher was a Nigerian. Okay. 
something something in Gozi. I forgot your first name. She was a doctor. Doctor may say something in Gozi. And I was told that she was a difficult teacher. You know? So when I was told, I asked them, the, my seniors, that what will you do to make her happy or excited so that I don't, I don't want her difficulty in her nature to affect my exams. You know? So I was told, oh, go to class. And when you ask you a question, answer. I mean, know the notes and know it. If you don't know it and he calls you, she calls you and you mess up, what's your name? You know those questions. What's your name? And I report you to your father, you know. So I decided to give a lot of attention to the study of government. Yes. The first term exams, I had 99%. Then Dr. Mrs. Ngozi came. She said, who is that? How can somebody help me? So I was there. Where could you bring your hand? I said, I'm the one. Said, wow, you had 99%. Then he said, then she dashed me money. Oh, I used to chop watch the afternoon. Then next semester, I had 99%. Then third semester, third term, I had 99%. Second year, 98%, 98%. By the time I was in second year, third term, now the teacher has become my best friend. I have to just learn from those ahead the problems that is in the school and I avoid them. Bishop Dark said when he, when he went to medical school, he, they, they taught him, they said, biology, when we were in the SHS, Achimota, biology, people who write biology fail. But people who do geography pass in the science. You know, in the science, there is geography option. Yes. Do you know what he decided to do? He decided to do geography. And he did geography. And all his mates who did biology failed. And he, Pear, was the only person who passed. And then he moved ahead. He became a medical doctor. It took more than five years for some of them to graduate the biology. All they have to know is the which are the problems and how do I avoid them? You see, if you are not wise, you think that facing a problem is a sign that you are strong. It means you are stupid. If you face a problem you could have avoided, you are wasting your life. Don't complicate your life as a young boy. Don't complicate your life as a young girl. And then, when you say those things, it doesn't mean you are a fantastic person. You are a very stupid person. Because there are people that your age mate who are very relaxed, very comfortable, and doing very well because they decided not to make the choices you made. May God give you wisdom this morning. Number two. We'll close very soon. Me, I'm not feeling well. Number two, a clear mental picture about your goals will motivate you for focus. This is the mystery of mental picture. A clear mental picture, a clear mental picture about your goals and desired destination will motivate you for focus. Have a clear picture in your mind. Have a clear picture. Have a clear picture. Somebody say, this year, I have a clear picture in my mind where I want to go. Say, this year, I have a clear picture in my mind the finances I want to end with. This year, I have a mental picture 
clear enough to tell me how to live my life. Yes. Now, you need a certain clarity of a very good image that has been formed in your mind. What are you trying to achieve this year? What are you trying to achieve? What is the picture of what you are trying to achieve? Do you have it in your mind? If you don't have that picture in your mind, then, beloved, there is nothing you are going to achieve. You will never achieve something you didn't imagine. Because success is not by accident. Success is conscious effort, deliberate input into meeting goals. Conscious efforts, deliberate inputs into meeting goals. This year, if you are a student, ask yourself, what is the picture of my terminal report that I want to have this year? You are a businessman, you ask yourself, businesswoman, what is the picture of the financial statement I want to have this year? If you are working with somebody, you are working at a place, and, and you, are, you, are, you are handling something, a subject, a department, a product, a strategy, what is the picture of how much I want to succeed this year? Most people don't live their life with a clear picture. Now, I pray for you that you will live your life with a clear picture in the name of Jesus. Yeah, a clear picture. A clear picture. When I was in SHS, all my exam question papers, I had written behind it the same thing. Now, not hidden by Queen Prince. Then I'll write Second Corinthians chapter three, verse five. That's my favorite scripture in the Bible. Yes, Second Corinthians chapter three, verse five. Our sufficiency is of God. And then I will write KNUST here. I come. I, I gathered my papers. Daniel came home and I showed it to him. I said, look, these are my SHS, SHS papers. But look behind it. All of them are referring to KNUST. There, is, there was no way I was going to UNE. There was no way I was going to UMAT, UCAT, or ULAT. The only place I was going was KNUST. No way I was going to University of Ghana or UCC. I didn't have time for No, No way. The picture was formed enough in my mind. I mean, I don't know how. I would have been very devastated if I didn't go to KNUST. I, 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 I can't express it to you. Because even in first year in SHS, that was the picture that I have formed, concrete, in my mind. Yet I didn't know which region the school was. I didn't know. The first day my father were, were going to school and we got to Akonyana, said, then, then he said, this is KNUST. I said, wow, really? I've been dreaming of this place. That's how you hit goals. You have a clear picture. It's so powerful. Listen, if you have a clear picture of where you are going, eh, when you are getting anywhere that does not look like the place, you say, I won't accept this one. I won't accept it. I won't accept it. I will not accept it. You need a clear picture. Now, if you are a business person, maybe your clear picture for financial statements is that, you want to make a profit of 20,000 Ghana cities, that will be sitting down. You, that picture must be clear. It must be so clear that if they wake you up from that dream, it looks like a reality. 
Because that is how all your energies and your effort will be going that direction. Listen, anything you don't think about every day is not going to happen. Any, anything in your life that you don't think about every day is not going to work. If something is going to work in your life, you must think about it almost all the time. And that picture must be formed in your mind. It must be formed in your mind. You must have that strong imagination of where you want to see yourself. Receive grace for empowerment in the name of Jesus. Now this year we are not wasting our time. How many of you are with me that this year we are not wasting our time? At all. We are not wasting. We, we are, there is no week we are going to waste. There is no weekend we are going to waste. There is no month we are going to waste. All the days of this year are going to be very serious days for serious investment so that we make serious returns. That's this year for us. Yeah. And like I'm saying, you need the strength of a certain picture in your mind. Where am I trying to go to? Have that picture in your mind. Have that picture. If you are writing of deck, all right, Novdek are two different months added together, November and December, right? Yes, but it has turned into the name of Anesams. Yes. If you are writing Novdek, you must have a clear picture of the grade you are scoring in, let's say, English, or the grade you are scoring in, let's say, core mathematics or elective mathematics. You must have that clear picture, and then you must work towards it. If that is the picture, then you must work towards it. Amen. If that is the picture, then you must work towards it. You must work towards it. If the picture is to become a medical doctor, then you must work towards it. You, you see, one of the problems of many young people is that they don't imagine themselves being anything useful in the future. One of the biggest problems is that, you know, if you ask people genuinely that, who, who do you see yourself in the future? They don't have any idea. That is why they live the life they, 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 they live. Do, who do I see myself in the future? I see myself as a very prolific author, astute speaker, you know, a fantastic prophet that have raised the foundations of many generations, pastoring the largest and biggest church in Africa. Yes. That's what I see myself. That is the picture in my mind. It's never changed. Me. Anything I'm going for, I'll go for the biggest and the largest. Of course, apart from a woman. Yeah. Forgive. No, I didn't go for the largest and the biggest. But, yeah, God has given me enough flesh to enjoy. <laughs> so, what was I saying? Yeah. So, I have a certain heart to go for the top. Top. Only the top is what excites me. Only the top. It's not the top. I don't like it. I cannot explain to you how many times I have cried secretly because I was second in primary school. Weeping, weeping. Bible said weeping may endure for a night. I was weeping at day because I was second. It so frustrates me. I remember one time it was a, they did something, they give gifts to people who were first, second, you know that thing. They call and you come to their, you climb there, you know. Yes. Then Papa Papa first, they mention the names. It's only from 10th, 9th, 8th, this was class 4. 7, 6, 5, 4. Ah! Then I heard some conversation. Oh, anybody can be the first. Oh, anybody can be the first. Then I say, yes. I was excited. 
third, they may second and they mention my name. I said, no, I'm not second. The teachers had to carry me. I was crying. I won't go. <laughs> they said, no, you are second. I said, I won't go. I won't go. I'm not second. Cry. They were sharing box, airplane, toys. I was so devastated. I didn't get the biggest. Then the next semester, Michael left the school. The guy who was first left. I said, okay, fine. Well, I thought I would be first. Then another guy came. But when I got to SHS, when I got to JHS going up to SHS, I said, no, it's okay, it's okay. You, if you have to go for the thing, go for the best and have the best. That, that picture is so strong in my mind. But listen, there are many young people here. They don't know whether they see themselves as a doctor or as a lawyer or as an engineer or as a pastor. When you ask them, they say, I have. I see myself that I have grown. That's how uselessness starts in life. You must have a clear picture enough. When people ask you, what do you see yourself in future? And you don't have a clear answer to that. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Now, you may want to try. Ask the person close to you that, where do you see yourself in the future? Ask the person, what do you see yourself becoming in the future? You see that he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. It's a foolish person you are sitting beside. Does he have an idea of the future that he sees himself? Now, if you see yourself as a nurse, okay, it will, it will affect the way you, you live your life. Even before you become a nurse. Your, 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 your pictures, your videos, your images, the things on your phone, the things around you will be nurses, your friends, People you are learning from. It's like you, you already think you are there even though you are not there. It has consumed you. Most people are not consumed by anything. They are not. They are not. It would take a certain level of passion to create a certain picture and follow hard after it. I pray for you this year that passion will consume you in the name of Jesus. And have a clear picture of what you want your life to become. A clear picture. Listen, if you are a bad girl, they say you are a bad girl. It, it, it's not a good thing, you know. If they say you are a bad girl, it means you are you will be a useless person in future. You never see any bad girl who becomes resourceful. When they say somebody is a bad girl, it, it's the person that the family is trying to suck away. It's the person the family is trying to you know stay away from. Do you want to be that person? Or when they say you are a bad boy, you are a bad boy. Do you, you think it's a nice thing? Do you know what it means to be a bad boy? Police will be coming after you. Police will be visiting you. You will be going to court cases. In fact, if the issue, you don't have anything to do with it, you will be there because when they say you are a bad boy, you are close to crime and criminals will be your friends. Is that the future you want to see? Be careful what you accept. To. When somebody says that, where do yourself is? I'm a gangster. I'm a gangster. You are a gangster? Ha ha. Do you, have you seen real gangsters before? Real gangsters are the ones who are smoking weed when they are sitting in Lamborghini. They are the real gangsters. The Lamborghini, they didn't steal it. They worked hard for it. And they are sitting on top of it and they are blowing weed. 
You can't even buy a good alcohol to drink. A good alcohol. You drink cheap, cheap alcohol. You drink cheap alcohol. If the alcohol you are drinking is not more than 1,000 Ghana CD, it's a cheap alcohol. If it's not more than 1,000 Ghana CD, it's a cheap wine. Throw it away. Take an alcohol, drink alcohol, that one bottle is 1,000 Ghana. You have six bottles and it's 6,000 Ghana. And that is when you say you, you are a gangster. Yeah. All your school fees is 580. You have not paid. <laughs> How did you manage to become a gangster? And so these foolish girls are making the boys fool them all. Looking at them and saying, you are, you, yes, you are a strong, you are a, you are a strong boy. Let police pass right now. You see them running away. Let problem come right now. You see them running away. You see, let me tell you something. Are you here? The kind of woman, the kind of man every woman wants to marry is the one that when the woman wakes up at dawn and says, my husband, my husband, I need money at 3 a.m. to fix dot, 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 dot. The, the, the man will say, uh, oh, how do you know? I check him, bro. At 3 a.m. I check him, bro. What's he saying? The man is in the sleep. What's he saying? Oh, he said, come in, but 10K, I had it. How much is 10K? What do you do? Short 12K, short 12K. listen Every woman, it doesn't matter what school or school, school or peda comfort or, or peda comfort and go for who no because will live a luxury life. And that's how you're ostentatious and all you stupid. But or pesa comfort, no say car, no not on the different with trust seven. And uh nimbani no mugue tree and a nifi nice. Listen, the responsibility of being a man, right? It's not about losing your belt and bringing your jeans below. It's about tacking in proper and going to look for a job that will give you 200 cities. Your mother, if you know how life is difficult, you, you are a small boy, that's why. I'm not praying for you that you see life the way you see life, but you see it like that. And you will know that yes, all pepper is not the same pepper. And the women, we are also looking for women in future that when we say, oh, we can't, we are sorry. We, there is something. The, the check has bounced. Or I thought I'll get the money I didn't get. You can say, oh, don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. How much do you need? So 8,000 is okay. Just, I'll give you 10,000. You know, don't pay me back. How many women will you ever hear? Don't pay me back. <laughs> How many women will you ever hear? Don't pay me back. It be your moment, no more. Receive wisdom in the name of Jesus. Now, what picture do you have in your mind concerning who you are becoming in the future? Then, if it's a good picture, focus. Ask yourself: This life I'm living, will it bring me to that end? 
Always ask yourself that question. Now, if you are starting a company and you are chopping like you have, the company has been there for 50 years. Do you, do you see the picture you are creating? It will collapse. It will collapse. Be careful which people you even employ who are always asking for increment and adjustment and salary something and always make a change. Because when you start something, listen, if you give birth to a child today, you cannot put all the appliances on and leave and come within 10 hours and say, oh, my child is fantastic. It has been lying here. Listen, by the time you come, it has unplugged the fridge, sitting on the deep freezer, dead. You'll be so surprised. When things are young, you have to take proper care of them. If you have a business and it's a young business, take proper care of it. Don't eat left and right. You, are, you have a business, you are eating lunch, breakfast and supper, all from the business. What picture are you creating? You see, most, most young entrepreneurs think they are billionaires. If the account doesn't show that money, it's not there, oh, brah. It's not there. <laughs> Listen, if you open your account balance, me, I don't have any money in any account on the earth, oh. Bank account, no, 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 no. No. All my accounts are in red. I know where my money is. Yes. If they send you a message and you see, dear Clinton, or say, your balance for the year, 2022, 50,000 US dollars. That's when you know the money is there. <laughs> Bruh. When they send you and it's 0 0.003, the money is not there. The money is not there. And <laughs> you need a certain picture to ask yourself that me as a businesswoman, the way every month I'm buying something from the business, every month I buy necklace, I buy handless, I buy eyeless. And every month you are buying something from the small business you have started. Hey, and that's what we from. A professor, within seven months, the business will be gone. And he said, You must have a picture in the future. The lifestyle you are living here sustains that picture. Yes, sir. It's only a fantasy. It's only a fantasy. Have strong imagination. Have a sense of direction. Have a clear picture. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 and 15. The Bible said, Now, when Lot had departed from Abraham, the Lord spoke to him and said, Abraham, lift up your eyes. See northward, southward, eastward, and westward. As far as your eyes can see, I give it to you. So, it takes a mental picture to get to where you want to get to. Have a strong picture. Have a strong picture. Proverbs 23 verse 7. The Bible said, As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. 
you need to be thinking in a certain way before it becomes like that. You need your mind to work in a certain way. I pray for you, may that picture be created in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. You know, I see myself sitting in my office <coughs> and I see I've called my secretary and she's serving me cold, cold lifting with hot samosas. You know, bruh, what will make that possible? In a big office with ACs, with a secretary, I won't in We are kitty kitty with samosas. <laughs> you need eggar. You need eggar. A lot of eggar is what makes the dream come true. Tibisa, I want say, send me a midday document and say, say, that Ben Ameren is office space. Senior, me rain china me nu ria me see and summit no makoto sausage me nuaka na me fi abotin chair me see on your back home mammy for the road. Miss I won't say me that bay and I miss your face no. Eh, make a enren my bochi bear seven straight. Yes. When you buy a house, no, na picture, no, I don't need frame. I will them because you did not live your life to focus to make that dream possible. Listen, any dream you want it to happen in your life, it is possible. Have a strong picture for the dream and make the sacrifice that makes it possible. Are you here? Make the sacrifice that makes it possible. By the time this year comes to an end, you'll be sharing testimonies of how things have turned around for you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Number three, the mystery of courage. A life full of doubt will never have a strong focus. A life full of doubt will never have a strong focus. Therefore, develop strong faith and courage develop strong faith and courage. Somebody say faith. faith. Somebody say courage. courage. Yeah? Faith and courage are not the same. They are not the same. Now, unfortunately, so many people have so many doubts. If you are a person who has a lot of doubt in your mind about whether the plan of God for your life will come to pass this year, I'm here to announce to you that it will not come to pass. <laughs> now the people who see God's plan coming to pass are the people who have faith say faith, faith. they are the people who believe say believe. believe yes now this year you must not entertain fear fear is what holds you back from acting out your faith this year you must take certain risks that you have not taken before in your business. And you must not doubt that this year God will bless you. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. <laughs> Unfortunately, many people live their lives as if the whole 2022 was 31st December. 
When 31st December was gone, 1st January has come, they have forgotten that we are in a new year. So on 31st, oh, I have faith, I declare, I decree, I say, I say, I say, I say. By 10th January, they forget. Their faith is down. No. You must have strong faith. Little faith doesn't produce miracles. You must have strong faith. Strong faith. That's the kind of faith Jesus says that the God kind of faith. Mark 11, 22. The God kind of faith. Now, this year, whatever you are believing God for, you must have faith. Amen. The, the, the consequence of not having faith. Listen, be here. Be here. Gentlemen at the back, sit well. The consequence of not having faith is that when you doubt what God said he would do for you, it never happens. <laughs> faith, faith is necessary. Because when you doubt him, it will not happen. I tell my wife, listen, you have to believe God. And everybody must believe God. And when you stop believing God, what you are believing God for will not happen. The thing happens only for people who are believing God. For God, And you have stopped believing him. It will not happen. Huh. Most people think that when they doubt God today, because they believe him yesterday, it will happen. Now listen. One day, there was a man called Peter who was in a boat with a man called Jesus. The ashes, make sure I don't hear those noise. Oh, please. And very soon we will have our children's ministry. We are working on it so that we can be free. Amen. Amen. And when they were in the boat, they saw a man called Jesus walking towards them on the sea. And a certain guy called Peter said, Hey, if it's you, tell me to come. And Jesus said, Come. Faith comes by. Hearing. Hearing by the word of God. When Jesus said, Come, he had faith and he started walking. Bible said, when he began to look at the wavering storms and he began to fear and be in doubt, suddenly he started sinking. Listen, when your faith goes down and you begin to doubt, you're already sinking. It's automatic. You cannot doubt God and be on top. When you begin to doubt God, you are sinking already. So it's necessary to believe him because that's the only way you float on the water. It's necessary to believe him because that is the only way you will float on the water. If you don't have faith, you will not see any miracle. You will not see the hand of God. You will not see things turn around. And don't wait for people to always be encouraging you to have faith. You have the faith. You go and have the faith. Don't wait for people to come to you and encourage you to have faith. Beloved, have faith, have faith. You have to go and have the faith. Because, like Peter, if you don't have faith, you are already sinking. There is no distance between the time you had faith and the time you didn't have faith that God is now considering for you to have faith. Listen, when you start doubting God, you begin to sink. That's what happened to Peter. When you start doubting, the moment you doubt him, you are already sinking. That's it. It's necessary to believe him. That's the only way to survive. It is necessary to believe him because that's the only way to survive. Habakkuk 2.4. The just shall live by his faith. Think about Peter walking on the water because he believed in God. Suddenly, when he started doubting God, he started going down. If the just will live by faith, then the one who doesn't have faith will die. If the one who 
will live, will live by faith, then the one who has doubt will die. The one who has fear will die. The one who has unbelief will die. You need your faith to wake up this year. And you need to believe God. The consequence of not believing him is that you're already sinking. I'll rather believe him and be floating. I'll believe him and be walking on the water. I'll believe him and be walking on the water. Because when I stop believing in him, I'll begin to drown. I'm not ready to drown. By the way, I don't know how to swim. I'll believe him. So, it's not as if faith is a choice. Faith is a must. <laughs> it's a must. It's a must. If you don't believe him, you're already sinking. This year, you must believe God. You must believe God. If you doubt him, problem has already begun. The problem began the moment you doubted him. When Peter was afraid, he began to sink. This year, don't be afraid. Understand that behind every fear you have, there is a sinking that you are sinking. So this year, don't be afraid. The more you are terrified, the more you are sinking. The more you are doubtful, the more you are sinking. Believe God and be on the water. <laughs> Believe God and be on the water. Before you sink suddenly and they, they, they try to raise you up and you have turned into tuna. You have turned into sardine. You have turned into monk. Because you stayed in the water too long that God considered you as one of the fishes. Believe him and float. My God. Somebody is receiving faith in the name of Jesus. James chapter 1 verse 7 to 8. Turn to your neighbor. Say neighbor. This year trust God. Don't doubt him. Say neighbor this year have courage. James 1 7 for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Huh. There is something called general providence and there is something called special providence. One day I will be teaching about that. Huh. God is the one who makes rain fall on everybody. But there are certain dimensions of blessings that they don't come upon anybody. Like divine security, like favor, like the spirit of wisdom. They come only upon some people. Bible said, this is James, the brother of Jesus. He said, any man who has a certain thinking, let that person not think that he will receive anything from the Lord. Verse 8, he's going to explain it. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you doubt God, you have double mind about what he has told you. That's all. Anybody who doubts God has a double mind about what God has said. God said, move to B. He said, but I think that A is also a very fantastic point. God said, ah, you will not receive anything from me. Let me move on to the next person. That's how come somebody can receive a prophetic word. You will give birth in a year. Another person received a prophetic word. You will give birth in a year. And one person believed. The other person didn't believe. 
and God has done it for the one who believe. That's why some one person can receive a prophetic word. The Lord says in 12 months time, you will get a four-wheel drive. He doesn't believe. Somebody says amen at the back, comes to sow a seed on the altar, and he has the four-wheel drive. If you are double-minded, you will not receive anything from God. So ask yourself, the things that I'm believing God for, am I really sure that he will do them? Or I am double-minded that he will do them? If I'm double-minded, he has already given me the answer. The answer is that you will not receive anything from the Lord. You have to grow up spiritually. You have to grow up spiritually. Because if you keep dilly-dallying, playing childhood all your life, there are certain heights you will never climb. You must have a certain strong faith in God. That is what makes it possible for you to see what he has promised you. If you ever doubt anything God told you, it will never happen. <laughs> Do you believe God? Do you believe what he has told you? You can say yes with your mouth. If your heart doesn't believe, God sees your heart. God says, I won't do it. I will never perform before somebody who doubts my ability. I will never perform before somebody who doesn't believe in me that I will do it. I will not, I will not perform. How do you, as a, as a performer, how do you come on a stage when you know that the people who are sitting there don't believe in you? How do you put on your best performance? How do you put on your best performance when you know the people who are there, they doubt your ability, they doubt your genuineness, they doubt your gift. How do you do your best? How do you expect God to come upon the stage upon, of your life to perform when he knows that you doubt him? How do you expect him to perform? He's not going to perform. He's not even going to show up. The same way a performer will not perform his best when he knows the audience does not believe in his ability. That is how God will not perform his best when he knows that you don't believe in his ability. That's what happened in Mark chapter 6, verse 2 and verse 3. When they didn't believe in Jesus that he would be able to heal them, the Bible said he only prayed and only few people were healed and he wondered about their unbelief. So when you have a strong unbelief, you are like an audience who is telling the performer that, hey, we don't like your ability, we don't like your gift, we don't believe in you, we don't think you can do something exciting. And how do you want somebody like that to perform his best when that is the message you are sending to him? Our faith is practical. Our Christian work is practical. Are you excited that he's about to perform? If you are not excited, then you doubt his ability. Ah, God said, let me sit down. He said, any other person come before? He said, human beings come. Can we come and do it for them? Grow up in your work with God. Grow up. That's the only way you see the things he has promised to give you. The angel said, there shall be a performance. For see who believes. Performance comes only when belief comes. <laughs> It's time for somebody to have strong faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. Blessed are thou, Mary. For there shall be a performance of those things which you believe. You want God to perform wonders this year? 
then believe him. Don't doubt him. You want God to perform feats and heights of miracles you have not seen before in your life? Then believe him. Don't doubt him. That's the only way he's going to perform. Your faith actually is the platform upon which God will perform. So you need to grow up in your faith. Grow up. Any I don't think will happen has already allowed God to disqualify the case. That is the meaning of doubt. That is the meaning. So this year, grow in your faith. I believe it to happen. I know it to happen. I understand it to happen. I confess it to happen. I trust. I know. I hope. I believe. I declare. I speak. I think. I desire. I hope. I live my life believing God that it will happen. I know. That, that's how you believe God. That's how you believe God. Don't be. It will happen. If it doesn't happen, then next year I will try it again. Ah, God said, ah. I was about to take her to school, but she said next year. The angels add her name to next year's list. Add her name. Joshua chapter 1 verse 6 to 8. This year your faith is coming alive in the name of Jesus. I said this year your faith is coming alive in the name of Jesus. You can be somebody that you have received a powerful prophecy. That everybody is envious of the prophecy. It may still not happen anyway. If you don't believe. Yes. I see God raising you up as a powerful man of God. And the Lord says that parting your ministry after, let's say, Pastor Chris. Because the Lord shall say he will use a certain grace and anointing to come upon your life. Now, you have heard the word. The Lord says, parting your ministry after Pastor Chris. Or say, I'm following Pastor Ajinasari. The prophetic word that came said that the Lord says he's going to pattern your ministry after Pastor Chris. So, pattern your ministry after Pastor Chris. Ao, nimpa keke. I won't pattern my ministry after Pastor Chris according to what the Lord has said. But I will pattern my ministry after Mensa Otabel or after Oyedepo. I don't like Chris. Or even though I think Chris is good, and God said I should pattern my ministry after Chris. Chris is not my favorite preacher. As a man of God that God has spoken to. You see a human being who has a favorite speak preacher beyond the person God says he should follow. <laughs> uh, when I see some people, I look at them, I know that this one it won't happen. There are people, I've spoken to them clearly. Listen to one, two, three people. Ah, when you go and they are listening, they are listening to somebody different. You, you see how their lives are confused. Double-minded receiving nothing from the Lord. They may think they are receiving something from God. But have you forgotten what God told you? He said, pattern it after this. There are so many prophets in this country. And yet, when Jesus appeared to me physically in my father's hall, he said, have you seen this man in Accra? I said, yes. He said, his name is Prophet Bernard L. Bernard. I said, yes. He said, party your ministry after him. 
I had a man of God called Prophet Kofi Danso in Canada. He's a man of God that I really loved and I knew personally. He's in Canada that was trying to pattern my ministry after him. When Jesus appeared, he said, Oh, Bernard. That I say, because I like Kofi Danso, now I'm, uh, 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 I will listen to El Bernard, but I will pattern after Kofi. You, you see, you, you cry. Jesus cry will not appear to you for you to waste all that time. He won't even come. Listen, God has spoken clearly. Parting your ministry after, let's say, Paula White, uh, Joyce Mayer, uh, Juanita Bynum. Then when you go into the person's uh, audio and video section, she's listening to people, not these people. And God's parting your life after them. You, you, it will not happen. God knows why he said parting your life after them. They are great men of God beyond Bishop Dag and Bishop Oyedepo. God told me to pattern my ministry after them. I like Adeboye, I like all those other men of God, but I know where I'm patterning the ministry after because of what God told me. How can God tell you to pattern your ministry after something or somebody and you are doing your own thing? Already in disobedience, you are calling for the anger of God. And apart from disobedience, you are doubting that what God said is able to make whatever he said come out in your life in future. So God said, ah, you are on your own. You are on your own. If you doubt God, you will see, you will see yourself playing with what God says and treating it as if it's not important. Yes. Those of us who are growing in our faith in God, when God says something, we take it serious and that's what we move with. When he says something, we take it serious and that's what we move with. There are many people who are called into the ministry. Two years, you see that this is the man they say they are following. Three years, this is the one they say. Ten years, they have changed it. In fact, by the time you realize they have been following everybody that they are following nobody. Uh, now, if you reverse, if you rewind their lives back to three years ago, you find out people they are listening to now are not people they used to listen to three years ago. But if you also rewind from three years ago to seven years ago, you see it's another different set of people. Then if you keep rewinding, you see different people. You say, wait, what, what double-minded person? Bishop Dark said, he listened to Papa Kenneth Higgins' tapes. One of the tapes, he listened more than 400 times. There are tapes he's listening to more than 500 times. God told him, Parting your ministry after this. Come on. Come on. Even Paul, if you hear from God, Paul, we have to even investigate that. How can God say do something and you want to do something different? Okay. This year, no room for doubting God. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto these people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto thy fathers to give them. Let's go on. Seven now. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Eight. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, then thou shalt have good success. This year you will succeed in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
But it all starts from being strong and what? Courageous. This year, be courageous. This year, don't let fear intimidate you. This year, have faith. When God speaks to you, act according to what God has said. When God speaks to you, act according to what God has said. When God speaks to you, act according to what he has said. All that you are looking for is in the word of God. All that you are looking for is in the voice of God. If you will listen to him, he will make beauty sprout out from your life. This year, I declare it your year of beauty in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have courage. Have courage. Don't allow fear to intimidate you. Override fear. When God speaks, act the way God spoke. Move <coughs> in that direction. You will see his greatness. You will see it. Let's go. Four, the mystery of excellence. Excellence is a function of stability and focus. Somebody say stability. Somebody say focus. Yeah. You need to be, this year, you need to be very stable and very focused. Say amen. amen. I said this year, you need to be very stable and very focused. Say amen. amen. Yes. Now, the reason why that's important is because that's the only way you become excellent. That is the only way you hit the top. That is the only way you become the best. You only become the best by being stable and being focused. Of course, you know the scripture, Genesis 49 verse 4. Unstable as waters, thou shalt not excel. Many people will not excel in life. Not because they were not talented, but because they were not stable. They were not stable. You have come to church. You have been here for a while. Last year you were here. This year you are here. Be stable. At your age, you have been coming to church for more than one year. You still want people to come and call you to bath before you come to church. Who comes to wait for you to bath before you eat? Or you go to school? Who comes to wait for you to bath before you do what you must do? It's all a sign that you are not focused at all. I remember how my mother used to be very angry when he sees you waiting for somebody to go to school. I remember, right in behind our house, I had two other classmates who were my friends and uh, age mates who were living there. Right behind my house, Samoba and Isaac Amonelson. And we're going to the same school. Now, if my mother sees me waiting for any of them to go to school, it's always a different case. School, do we wait for somebody to go? If you, it's time for you to go to school, go to school, he will come. Go to school, she will come. If you wait for the person, then what? There were different set of rules that my mother used to train us. Yes. And I thank God for some of these principles. Why is it that at your age, you need somebody to come to you to tell you to go to church? when you know that what you receive in church, you don't receive anywhere else. Why? And then, when they are arranging you for church, like things that have fallen down that they are putting together, you, you are angry. If
if you are very correct, when you come to a place more than three times and you like what is happening there, you decide to stay there. Nobody forces you. There was a lady who came to this church one time. She's called Kendra uh, Ohima. When she came, after church, she came to me. Then I said, what's your name? Then she mentioned, then said, what school? Then she mentioned one of those schools. I said, okay. Wow. Then Frank, she came with my brother Frank. Then Frank said, Papa, she, she, she wants to join the church. Then I said, hi, how old are you? Then she mentioned her name. Hey, I said, how can you decide to stay in there? Then she said, I'm here to stay. That's what she said. And as I looked into the eyes of that lady, I said, hey, I'm scared. She, she, she's serious. That was it. The day she came to the church, she came with a certain other lady who also said she was going to be in church. Their lives have become different after here. This one decided to, she will be here. And she has been very stable and very committed. Now, recently, Kendra Ohima, that lady, I don't know whether she came to church today. She invited a certain guy called Clinton. When the guy came once, the guy came to me and said, listen, I'll make here my church. I'll go, I go to Baptist. We go to church. We Tessan, but I'll make here my church. I'll make the decision. I'll make it. Now, since that guy said that, I don't know whether he's in church today, but that guy has been stable. At your age, at your age, when you have to come to church, we have to come and arrange an aeroplane. We have to get military men on standby to get you to come to church. At your age. You won't frustrate me. I'm stronger than you. No, no, no. Don't think you are frustrating me. I said you will not frustrate me. I'm stronger than you. I've seen more faces than your face. I've counted more numbers than your count. I thank God that you are here, but you will not frustrate me. No, you will not. At your age, do you expect people to keep inviting all those cell leaders who go about inviting people? Please listen to me today. If you have invited the person, the person has been around for more than a year, six months, it's okay. Don't go to the person again. Go to another person. Bring another person. It's too much for you always to be invited. Are you a guest? Are you a first timer? You have been in jail for nine months and we are inviting you again. Man, you have been in school for nine months, which is almost like a whole year academic calendar is that. Then when we came to the next year, you are, when we write names of new people, you want to write your name. Are you a newcomer? Are you a newcomer somewhere? You are not comer. You are not comer. And sometimes it's so, it's so sad that the people who should be serious with the things of God so that their lives will change are the ones who are not serious. I know, I know the reason why. Because there are many demons where you are coming from. Allow God to break the demons from your life. You allow God. Yes, just allow God. That's how your life will be different. Many years ago, there was a lady called Sandra Insia who came around, came around. She was coming for her conferences. The one day she came to me, she said, Papa, when you are starting church, I'll be your first church member. I thought she was playing. I don't remember the last time that girl missed church. Young as she is, she's so intelligent to be very stable. And then, 
you see that gradually her life is becoming different from her other people around her and you will see her she has become a very beautiful person so different you will see by being stable keke stable keke stable we nobody gains you nobody puts pepper in your eyes nobody sprays pepper on you be stable in working with God. No. Now be stable in working with the devil. You say no. What will you do? Ah. Unstable as waters. Reuben, you shall not excel. You see, water, when you pour water, you see the way it moves. It's not stable. It's not stable. That's how most people, their lives are. They are not stable. If you want to excel, be stable. Yes. Yes. If you ever hear that somebody is called a specialist, okay, or a doctor of anything, it means he has followed the thing for long. Is that not the case? If somebody is a, 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 a specialist, uh, let's say, uh, 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 what do we call it? A gynecologist. How many years has she been practicing? Or he been practicing? More than 15 years. More than 15 years. Okay. Seven years general practitioner. Sometimes eight, nine years to be a specialist. More than 15. That's why he, he's a special. He has become an expert and he's excellent because he has been stable. He has been stable. Yeah. Somebody's a doctor, a doctor whatever doctor, PhD holder or a doctor of something, philosophy or doctor of, you know, pharmacy or engineering or something. You see, the person has followed the thing for long. That's how you become excellent. You become excellent by following the thing for long. That's it. So you have to be stable. Yes. This year, don't end up becoming a church member in three different churches. Be stable here. Be stable. You have divided that year into three. You say first half, make a harvest first. Second middle zone now, Marco Lumbo Lumbo over in a third one, be stable, be stable, be stable. That is how you excel. You excel when you have the strong and capacity to be stable because excellence is a function of consistency, and consistency is what guarantees continuous improvement. So, you need to be stable. You need to be stable. Someone, give me someone. Give me someone. And when you see young people, you ask them, why didn't you come to church? Then he's laughing. <laughs> Forgive. Someone verse 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. The tree is planted. The tree is what? It's planted by the rivers of water. And because it's planted, it brings forth fruit in the season. His leaves also shall not wither. That means you are entering into expansion. When you have leaves, you have branches. You are entering into expansion. And whatsoever he doeth shall do what? shall prosper. That means prosperity is a function of stability. 
It's a tree that is planted, not a tree that is being uprooted, not a tree that is being transplanted, but a tree that is planted, 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 planted. When you are planted, you bear roots. Because you bear roots, you become stable. Because you become stable, you have fruits. Because you have fruits, you prosper. You, you, you have to be stable. Now, some of these guys, these two guys, uh, what's your name, gentlemen? Michael, what's your name? Isaac. Michael and Isaac, every time they are in church, I don't know who invites them or who calls them. Don't, whoever calls them, don't call them again. And leave them to be by themselves. And you will see that they will come to church. You know, sometimes when you invite people, it's a way of telling them that they are children, they can't make a right decision. Just leave them by themselves. You will see that they will come to church. These guys are always there. They are always sitting around where they are sitting. And their heights are always the same. Like that. Decide. Decide that this year you will be stable. Because it is out of your stability that you will prosper. Yes. And when you come to a church, there are always kinds of people in the church. There are people who are serious in the church. There are people who are not serious in the church. When you come to church, please take your time before you get a friend in the church. This is the church I am pastor, but I'm telling you, when you come here, don't futu from friend, friendship from the beginning. Take your time and look at people before you become friends. Because some of the people, the reason why they didn't become stable was because when they came, they found Mrs. Unstable Wa and Unstable Wa became their friend. That was all. Take your time before you make a friend. Find somebody who is consistent. Somebody who is around. Somebody who is with what we are doing. And get closer to that person. Not somebody who is on and off. Light off, on and off. Doom so on and off. You will become like that person. There are persons who are coming to church very actively in this church. But when they befriended some people in the church, they, their lifestyle changed because the people they befriended were people who were not stable with God and were not stable with church. And they just became like that. So open your eyes. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. There are people, when you get close to them, your love for God will go up. Your love for the things of God will go up. There are some people, when you get close to them, your love for God will die. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. And be stable. Amen. Five, let's go. We'll finish very soon. The mystery of difference. You cannot do everything. Discover what you can do and do it with a difference. The fifth mystery, the mystery of difference, states that you cannot do everything. Discover what you can do and do it with a difference. Nobody here can do everything. Nobody can do everything. Nobody here is omnipotent. Only God is omnipotent. It's only God who can do everything. Apart from God, nobody can do everything. So find what you can do and be good, be better, and be best at what you can do. That is focus. So many young people are caught in the web trying to do everything. When you try to do everything, you lose focus. When you try to do everything, you lose focus. You have to know what you can do and do what you can do and improve what you can do and be good at what you can do and excel at what you can do. That is the strength of focus. The wisdom of focus 
is that you discover your unique abilities and you develop them. You discover your unique abilities and you develop them. That is the wisdom of focus. Discover your unique abilities and develop them. What can I do? What can't I do? What I cannot do, I cannot get into it. If you spend time doing what you cannot do, you are wasting your time. Imagine me, I can't cook. I've spent two hours in the kitchen. My wife asked me what I'm doing. I said, I'm, I'm doing her favorite food. Benku with okra stew. If I pour the food on the ground, even lizards won't eat. Because they know I can't cook. So if I spend time doing what I cannot do, I'm wasting my time. Yes. I have to spend my time doing what I can do. That's when I'm making profit. Yes. So, you have to find what you can do and do what you can do. There's a scripture that has been deceiving people. Let me show you. Philippians chapter 4. You will not be deceived in the name of Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Apostle Paul says something very powerfully here. And this scripture has confused many Christians. What, did I, what does he say? He said, I can do how many things? All, All things through Christ will strengthen me. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> People have destroyed themselves on this scripture. Someone lift up your right hand. Say by this scripture, by this scripture I can be a doctor, be a, a, lawyer, a lawyer, an engineer, a pastor, a teacher, a pharmacist, a soldier, a president, a judge, at the same time, through Christ, who strengthens me. Clap for yourself. A tough one. You cannot. You cannot. Lift up your right hand again. Say, I can, I can be a footballer, a footballer. Goalkeeper, goalkeeper, number two, number three, number, three, number four, number five, number six, number seven, number eight, number nine, number ten, and eleven. Through Christ, who strengthens me. Yes. When you talk like that, everybody will know you are mad. Many years ago, there was a guy who went to a football team called Kim Faisal. When he went, the coach, who is called Alaji Grunsa, asked the guy, they say you are a good player. He said, oh yes. <clears throat> then the coach said, what position can you play? <clears throat> Where are you good at? <clears throat> the guy said, oh, I can play many positions. I can play six, I can play eight, I can play ten, I can play eleven, I can play nine, can I even play five? The allergic groups are called all the guys. Five, come and sit down. Six, come and sit down. Seven, come and sit down. And he said, go, go and play all of them. Go and play all of them. Because Through Christ, you can be at position six and be at position nine through Christ. We are a fool. <laughs> Bruh. To understand the context of the text, 
you must go before this verse to see what he was talking about. Allow the Bible to explain the Bible. Allow the scriptures to explain the scriptures. Say in the name of Jesus. Through Christ, I can be a pastor, a prophet, evangelist, teacher, an apostle. As he strengthens me. You are mad. It's impossible. Go to verse 11. I'm talking about finding what you can do and doing it with a difference. Not that verse 10, okay. Not that I speak in respect of want. It's not that I need something. For I have learned in whatsoever state I am. In whatsoever word? In whatever soever word? State I am. Therewith to be what? Content. What, what is he talking about? Whatever, whatever what? State. Verse 11. Let's go now. See, he's talking about different states that he has been in. Not that he's able to do everything under the sun. I know both how to be abased. How to be abased means how to be low without money. And I know how to abound. I know how to have money. There were times I had money. There were times I didn't have money. I know how to live as a poor person. I know how to live as a rich person. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry. I have wisdom on how to eat and be full. And when I'm hungry too, I have wisdom on how to survive. When there is money, I chop. I have wisdom. When there is no money, I chop. I have wisdom. I know how to live in both situations. Both to abound and to suffer need. Once again, I know how to have plenty and I know how to be in need that as I'm suffering, but I know how to float. I know how to survive. All that he's talking about is I know how to live when there is money and I know how to live when there is poor. Is that not it? Next verse. Then he said, now I can do all things. I can live in the high, I can live in the low. He didn't say he can be a military man, pastor, mason, carpenter, footballer, speaker, author, evangelist, pilot at the same time. That's not what he said. He said, I can know how to live with money and I can know how to live without money. I can do all those things. They are the things I can do. I know how to live like that. He didn't say, I can become everything and I can do everything. You can't do everything. Nobody can do everything. Nobody. Including Paul. When you try to go to one place, they didn't send him. They cut off his head. You can't do, you can't do everything. You can't do everything. Even a captain of a team can't do everything. Nobody can do everything. You cannot be everybody at the same time. You don't have all the gifts in the world to do everything. How can you do everything? So when you ask people, well, what can you do? So, uh, I don't know what I can do. <laughs> you, you don't know what you can do. Then you don't know what you can do. There are few things you can do. Master them. There are few things you can do. Master them. 
There are many things you cannot do. Ignore them. <laughs> when you hear somebody tell you, I, I can do all things, tell the person, listen, listen, listen. Take your time. Take your time. This is what has confused many people. When they go to school and they are good at sports, instead of them to focus on one sport they can be good at, they try to do all the sports. Javelin, Ojinem. Short part, Ojinem. Basketball, Obobi. Netball, Obobi. Handball, Obobi. Football, Obobi. After you ever start to see the true names of people, I remember how to do team now. You may be in front of the team. You may be in front of the team. You may be in front of the team. You may be because feel so to me anything on focusing on each of them to master the craft. Michael Jordan, when he was in school, he was very good at the baseball. Then his father said he would even be better at, at basketball. Then he said no. So when he didn't get select in baseball, that's when he turned to basketball. Can you believe that? And yet, he's the greatest baller we have had since NBA. All because he didn't get Selo. If he had gotten Selo there, he would have been average there. Ask yourself, what is the place of my greatest strength? Am I living my life in accordance to my greatest strength? That is what God expects from you. Matthew chapter 25. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you can't do all things. Tell the person, stop joking. You can't do all things. Well, well, did you, have you ever gone to a school that one teacher was teaching all the subjects? Including feeding fee, being security head, working at the laboratory, taking the kids to school and driving the bus. You can't do all things. There is no superhuman abilities of you. Don't think like that. We are, this world is real. We are not talking about, we are not here doing Avengers. We are not here doing Avengers. This world is real. It's real. You can't do all things. Find what you can do and stay there. Find what you can do and stay there. Matthew 25, 15. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man, God gave according to what his several ability. Everybody has his own ability. Bernard's ability is different from Michael's ability. Clinton's ability is different from Graham's ability. Bernard, go and sit behind the drums. You can do all things through Christ. Go. Priscilla, come. Take Mike. Sing. I pray for you. Philippians 4.13. You can do all things through Christ. Priscilla, sing. Uh-huh. Yes. I pray for you through Christ. Yes. Sing. Uh-huh. Now you see, this grace is what has come upon him. 
Because he has decided that by Philippians 4.30 he can do all things. Even drums he can't play. Move away. Move away. Take your disguise and move away. Graham, sit down. Sing the same song. Graham, play. Jesus, oh yeah, Jesus. Clap for him. Clap for him. Now, you see, you have been disgraced. <laughs> you cannot play drums through Christ who strengthens you. You cannot. You cannot. That's not your ability. That is his unique ability. That's it. But maybe if we play your song right now, we also give Mike to Graham to rap. Maybe he can rap. You see, everybody has his own ability. Yes. Find what you are good at and stay there. Oh, anything you are looking for, God is going to bring through that gift. Anything you are looking for is going to bring you through that ability. Somebody's life is turning around in the name of Jesus. Six. The mystery of prosperity. The place of your provision, protection, and prosperity is the place of your calling. The place of your provision, protection, and prosperity is the place of your calling. The place of your provision, protection, and prosperity is the place of your calling. Wisdom demands that you stay there. Wisdom demands that you stay there. Wisdom demands that you stay there. This man is a man of singleness of purpose. And among other things, that means the place of focus. Where God has called you is where God will provide for you. Where he has called you is where he will protect you. Where he has called you is where he will prosper you. So stay there. Stay in line with your calling. Stay in line with your calling. Be comfortable with the calling God has called you. Be comfortable with it. Be excited about the gifts he has given you. Be excited about the assignment he has given you and stay there. All that you are going to need is going to come through there. So stay there. Stay there. You can imagine what will happen if a friend teacher decides that from tomorrow he will be teaching mass. They will sack him before he knows. His protection at the school is on the platform of his ability to stay in his area. If he moves out of his area, he's gone. If he moves out of his area, he's gone. Your ability to stay where God wants you to stay is the wisdom that makes God keep on providing for you. Because when he comes to look for you where he placed you, he will find you there. When he comes to look for you where he placed you, he will find you there. Now, if you have a dog in the house and you don't have a wall, you know you don't have a dog in the house. If you have a dog and you don't have a wall around your house, you know you don't have a dog. Ah, it's a stray dog already. The protection of the dog is the walls that are created. God 
made everybody and put walls around the person. In the garden of Eden, he put man in a garden and he put angels to guard the garden. Remember, when he sacked man from the garden, he told the angels that carried the sword of flame of fire to stand at the entrance. That means that the garden had an entrance. The garden had an entry point. It had a system to allow who to enter and who not to enter. And as long as man was in the garden, he was provided for. He prospered and he was protected. The moment he moved out of the garden, he lost all that. Find where God is putting you and stay there. That's where your protection is going to come. You are not wiser than God. What he did not call you for, he did not call you for. What he did not assign you for, he did not assign you for. All your provision and your prosperity is going to come from the place he puts you, like where he put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. What do you do? Stay there. Many people have destroyed their lives trying to live a life that God has given others. Ah, let's all travel to UK. He said, this is my bag. God has not sent him there. He comes crying. Let's all go to China. He said, ah, I even have my ticket. God has not sent him there. He will come back crying. Let us all study science. <laughs> you think every head can study science? You science, you can't spell science. How do you study it? <laughs> When you write science, we have to add wonders to it. You can't study science. How do you? <laughs> there was a guy called Kelvin. I've, I've forgotten his name. Kelvin. Kelvin Williams. No way in SHS. This guy, they brought you to school to study visual art. And he liked a certain girl in science too. So he says he's a science student. But we say, hey, science and visual art, they are not the same. Old. No respect for, no disrespect for visual art. But crayon and chemistry are not the same. They are not the same. Don't, 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 don't bring it. Hey, when you see Bhutan preparing on the board, HHH, it's like the H, they are traveling, but they have not reached there. <laughs> the guy stopped the school. He forced that they now registered him as a science student. Even though he came to school to do visual arts. He left the school. He left the entire school. <laughs> you get capable for physics. Physics teacher now all try here. Physics teacher no so you get capable for physics. Now biology, okay, say drawing, drawing, get on. Chemistry and now biology and now physics. To be who science students was school, dangerous courses. And when you one now, in school, oh, sad, you know. I said, Unya CC ni bibi ni ubenya school benya ubenya ubenya 
Yes. Yes. Don't force yourself where you don't have ability. You can do it. You can do it. Catch it back and say, hey. Oh boy. I can't do everything. I can't do it. Stay where he has called you. Luke chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. Stay where he has called you. Luke chapter 22, verse 35. Stay where he has called you. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 21. Luke chapter 22, verse 35. Write that scripture down. You already know it. When I sent you without bags and shoes and scripture, you like anything? They said nothing. Luke chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. That's where Jesus' ministry was provided for by many women and people whose lives were impacted by his ministry. But look at Isaiah chapter 48, verse 21. That's the verse I want you to look at. Isaiah chapter 48. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 21. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, what you cannot do, don't do. In the name of Try every, do whatever you want to do. Kofu every high jump, we are You can't jump the jump. Sit home. <laughs> Don't be motivated onto nonsense. You and Kasa, you know. David knew that this armor of saw, he can't use it to fight. He knew that saw your helmet, I can't use it. Your sword, I can't use it. Your 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 armory itself, the 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 shield you wear and all that. I can't use it, so I can't use it. David didn't say, I can do all things through Christ. Find what you can do and do what? Stay there. That's all. That's the wisdom. That will protect your life. You will not miss your way in the name of Jesus. Yes. Isaiah 48 verse 21. And they tested not when he led them through the desert. He, they, they, when Jesus led them, when God led the Israelites through the desert, they never tested. Even though they passed through desert, he still gave them water. As long as you focus on where he say pass, he will provide water for you. As long as you focus on where he say pass, he will provide food for you. As long as you follow him where he says go, he will provide it for you. In desert, yet no jackal ever bit any of them. No lion ever bit any of them. No wild ass ever bit any of them. No snake, no viper ever destroyed the whole generation. 
They were in desert. When God leads you, he provides for you. He protects you and he will prosper you. So find where he's leading you. How do you find where he's leading you? I said, look at your gifts, look at your ability, look at the desires, look at the visions, dreams God has given you, look at promises over your life, and then know the direction where your life is going and stay there. Stay there. Stay there. He caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He also claimed the rock and the waters gasped out. God gave them more than they needed. He gave them, them more water than they needed. In the desert, as long as he led them and they followed, God kept providing for them. God is not tired of leading people. It's people who don't want to follow him. God is not tired of leading people. It is people who don't want to follow him. But those of us who have decided we will follow him, he will keep providing for us. This year, it's your year of supernatural prosperity in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Well, find what God says do and stay there. He will prosper you. Find what God says do and do it. It may be hairdressing. He will prosper you through the hairdressing. It may be a fashion design. <coughs> he will prosper you through that. It may be teaching. He will prosper you through that. It may be driving. He will prosper you through that. It may be building and construction. It may be medicine. It may be pastoring. It may be writing. It may be singing. Whatever. He has spoken to you clearly enough that you have the gifts and abilities to do it. And you know it's in line with the vision and with the leading of the spirit. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there. You will then have abundance to drink. The waters gushed out. You have abundance. I declare this year your year of abundance in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lastly, number seven, and then we are done. The seventh mystery. The mystery of the Holy Spirit. The mystery of the Holy Spirit. Seven. Depend on the Holy Spirit for grace to stay focused in line with assignment. Depend on the Holy Spirit. Depend on Holy Spirit. Depend on Holy Spirit. For grace to stay focused in line with assignment. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now, always. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. That's the scripture I just quoted. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion, the fellowship, the koinonia, of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Now, please watch me as we close. We all know that as Christians, there are three persons of one God that we worship, right? 
the Father, the Son, and who? The Holy Spirit. Now, the Father, we all know, is in heaven. God, the Father, has never been on earth. Jesus said, He is spirit. John 4, 24. They that worship him as worship his spirit in truth. God the Son in the person of Jesus came down on earth. Do you know Jesus is God? Are you sure you know? Oh, okay. I'll give you 12 scriptures right now. But if you know, it's okay. Now, God the Son, Jesus, also resurrected and ascended to heaven. You remember that? Acts chapter 1. You remember that? He was speaking to them and he was going. And they didn't know what is this. If I were to be there, they would, I would go with me now. <laughs> Persecution is coming. Go with me now. Hey. So, which God in terms of persons is here with us? The Holy Spirit. Are you here? That Holy Spirit is the one who was released in power in Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, the Bible said they were all gathered together in one accord at one place. And then suddenly there was the rushing of a mighty wind that filled the whole place. Cloving tongues of fire settled upon them. That was the coming of the Holy Ghost. Now, apart from that way that Holy Ghost came in Acts chapter 2, anybody who becomes born again, Holy Spirit comes to live in your heart. And Holy Spirit is the person who is going to lead you and guide you and teach you and show you things to come. Holy Spirit. I hear. If Holy Spirit is the person to lead you and guide you and show you things to come till the end of life, and if all your life is about leading your assignment, then it's Holy Spirit who will help you deliver your assignment. Because he's the person who is responsible to be there for you throughout all your life. But why are you living your life? To live an assignment. So, Holy Spirit, help me in my assignment. Is one of the most important prayers you can pray. Holy Spirit, show me visions in line with my assignment. Holy Spirit, give me dreams in line with my assignment. Holy Spirit, speak to me concerning the future in line with my assignment. Holy Spirit, empower my gifts in line with my assignment. Holy Spirit, anoint me with fresh oil in line with my assignment. Holy Spirit, grant me wisdom in line with my assignment. All of God that we will need is by the Holy Spirit. Now, very importantly, the wisdom that a driver needs is different from the wisdom that a doctor needs. Do you know that? Because the doctor's work is different from the driver. The wisdom that a soldier will need is different from the wisdom that a lawyer will need. So when we pray to God for wisdom, we all pray for the same thing. But God looks at our individual assignment and knows what to give us. He knows what to give us. So Holy Spirit, in line with my assignment, give me the wisdom that I need. Holy Spirit, in line with my gifts, give me the understanding that I need. We're not talking about just understanding the Bible. We are talking about understanding your assignment. 
your assignment. Because if God calls you to be an influencer in the area of agreg, the understanding you need is different from somebody God has called to also go into, let's say, restaurants and canteen and catering services. It's not the same. Your agreg is about how to produce the thing and market and distribute. Hers is to cook the fantastic meal for us to eat. They are not the same. So the wisdom she will need is different from the wisdom you need. The understanding she will need is different from yours. Even teachers, when they go for training, they are different training. English madams, where are you? Sit here. French madams, where are you? Sit here. Science teachers, where are you? Sit here. Why? Because the way to teach French is different from the way to teach maths. The way to teach English is different from the way to teach ICT. They are not the same. So when you pray for understanding, pray to God for understanding in line with your assignment. In line with your assignment. The wisdom I need as a pastor is different from the wisdom somebody will need as a bank manager. They are all wisdom that comes from God, but there are different dimensions of it. So pray to God. And who is the person going to give you the, whole, the, the, the wisdom? Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who is going to give you that wisdom. He's the one who is going to give you that understanding. He's the one who is going to give you that insight. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 20. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 24. These two verses say almost the same thing. Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. Verse 24. Brethren, let every man wherein he is called therein abide with God. Which God are you going to abide with in the area of your calling? Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, in, the, in line with my assignment, help me find answers. That's the prayer you must pray. Is somebody here? Holy Spirit, in line with my assignment, give me grace to focus. Give me grace to focus. Give me grace to focus. So that I don't stop doing what I know I must do because somebody else is saying something different. There are people who are studying their notes and somebody can say, and they close the book. To go and diagram. Holy Spirit, give me wisdom to stay by my book. Holy Spirit, give me wisdom to stay by my book. There are people God has called them into the ministry. And two years, three years from now, they will become pastors. Four years from now, they will become pastors. But they are already thinking about, Holy Spirit, this pastor work, I'm not sure how to do it. Help me become a footballer. Do they play their destiny away? If you miss where God wants you to be, God will prov be providing for where he put you and you will not be there to enjoy it. So painful. So painful. So abide in the place with God. Abide in the calling, the assignment with God. Holy Spirit, work with me in line with my assignment. And this year, as the year is going on, there are many things that will come that will entice you. There are people who come up with fantastic ideas, fantastic dreams to entice you. 
But remember, the prayers you prayed, 31st and 1st, and the plans you have, and stay in tandem with the plans. Don't be moved easily because somebody suggested something else. Jesus said, remember Lord's wife. She turned once. She has become a, a, a point of attraction. Focus. Focus. As we end, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Look at this verse as we close. God has given us an example of what to do in this month as we have to focus. Amen. Looking unto Jesus. So Jesus is our example. Hallelujah. He is our example. And Bible said Jesus is the author. The author. The word author means beginner. Okay? The author of a book is the one who wrote the book, who started the point, who put it together. The author. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. There are some of the months that you must go through endurance this year. There are some of the months that you must not spend your salary this year. There are some of the months that you must not go visiting people up and down this year. There are some of the months that you have to leave your bed and come for all nights this year. There are some of the days that you have to make sacrifices and endure this year. But all of that that you are doing, remember that there is a joy ahead of you. There is a joy ahead of you. Amen. So the reason why Jesus endured the cross is because the Bible said there was joy that was set before him. Bible said it is because of the joy, before the joy that was said, because of the joy, that's why he endured the cross. So any endurance that doesn't have a reward ahead of it is a foolish endurance. But Jesus endured because he knew there was glory. There was joy ahead of him. And the writer of Hebrews says that, hey, believers, look unto Jesus. Do what he did. Endure now. Go through hardships now. Make the sacrifice now like he did. And follow him now like he did. As he followed through to the end, that he was now raised at the right hand of God, which is the place of power. You too, as you look unto him and you endure, you will also be raised up in the place of power. That means this year will end in victory in the name of Jesus. That means this year will end in power in the name of Jesus. And that means focus on Jesus. Look unto him. Look unto him. There is no role model better than Jesus. Look unto him. There is no mentor better than Jesus. Look unto him. There is no model better than Jesus. Look unto him. As you look unto him, consider how he himself endured the pain and the beatings and how he did not give up so that you also not give up. This year, will be a different year from last year in the name of Jesus. 
Uh, I said this year will be a different year from last year in the name of Jesus. We will see many victories this year in the name of Jesus. We will have many more testimonies this year in the name of Jesus. God will open many doors for us this year in the name of Jesus. We will become bigger and better this year in the name of Jesus. We will celebrate more victories this year in the name of Jesus. That's your portion. Hallelujah. Will you clap your hands on Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I want us to pray. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Any plan of death concerning anybody in my family as I clap my hands and as I pray according to the word. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers. Say any power any spirit, any force that wants to terminate the life of anybody around me as I clap my hands and as I pray I crush that spirit in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands. Let's pray. Let every plan of death be destroyed. Let every plan of death be destroyed. God above any attack upon anybody in my family as I clap my hands and as I pray I destroy that attack I destroy that attack somebody get serious those at the back get serious In the name of Jesus, amen. The Lord opened my eyes. I saw myself entering this. Oh, just sit down. I saw myself, no, it's okay, sit down. I saw myself entering this house. When I entered the house, suddenly, an ambulance came in front of the house. 
And then the next vision I saw was at a cemetery. The Lord said, any attack over anybody in your family is cancelled today in the name of Jesus. Now, anybody who the devil wants to kill, anybody the devil wants to kill, anybody the devil wants to kill, I declare that that attack is cancelled in the name of Jesus. Now, for the sake of that person, I pray long life and prosperity for the whole family in the name of Jesus. Whoever is connected to your house that Satan wants to destroy, I curse that attack in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord just opened my eyes again. I saw a woman dressed put in a coffin. I saw a woman dressed put in a coffin. And I saw people seated and crying. But just when I poured the oil on you, I saw suddenly the angel of the Lord went behind the woman. Put the hand behind her back. And as it were, touched the spinal cord. And I saw the woman jack back to life. And the Lord said that the plan of death is cancelled. The Lord said the plan of death is cancelled. The Lord said the plan of death is cancelled. Thank you Lord for this victory in the name of Jesus. I call it done. Amen. Hallelujah. You can go now. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Any door of favor that must be open for me this week. Say as I pray. I declare it opened in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands. Let's pray. Any door of favor that must open for me. Anybody who must help me. Anybody who must assist me. I declare that door open. I declare that door open. Anybody who must be my helper. In Jesus' name, amen. Gentlemen at the back, please come. Yes. The Lord opened my eyes. I saw an angel of the Lord standing very close to you. I saw an angel of the Lord standing very close to you. And the Lord said, pray for him. Because there is greatness upon his life. I've entered into your family. I see many years ago how your father had a lot of property, had a lot of money. But I see how the angel is showing me how he lost a lot of the things he had and how the whole family is in sorrow because of the things that were lost. 
I see how people he has helped and people he has been good to suddenly turn their backs at him. But the angel of the Lord is speaking to me that there is going to be restoration for your family. There is going to be restoration for your family. And the Lord said for you yourself, there is a traveling door that has been opened for you. There is a traveling door that has been opened for you. I see God releasing people into your life this year who will make this possible for you. The Lord said he has gone ahead of you. The tears of your family, the tears of your family, the tears of your family has come to an end. I see this angel pushing you ahead and I see men who look like horses surrounding you and I see you being put at the back of one of those horses and I see the horse running on top speed. The Lord said that this year he will cause you to experience a certain kind of speed that you have not experienced before. The Lord shall say that get ready. There is a powerful offer that is going to come into your hands. And this offer will change your finances. I see a letter being put into your hands. And I see this letter is an appointment letter. And I see that you are jubilating. The Lord said he has gone ahead of you. And he will give you that which he has said. In Jesus' name, we call it done. Amen. Amen. Will you clap for Jesus? Thank you, Lord. Wow. Amen. I saw grace like real estate agent. And you were taking people to different buildings. You were taking people to different buildings. And suddenly, you developed it into a proper business. When we close, let's talk. Can you lift up your right hand? Say in the name of Jesus. Any financial door that must be open for me in this very month of January. Say as I pray, let the door open. According to your word, oh God, you said you open a door, no man can shut. Say in the name of Jesus. As I pray, open a financial door for me this very month. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hands. Let's pray. Lord, open a financial door for me this very month. I will not struggle. I will not struggle. I will not struggle. God of Shepada.
This year, this month, my business will turn around. My business will turn around. My finances will turn around. My finances will turn around. My finances will turn around. In the name of Jesus. Madam, stand up for me. The fair lady. Come. We look up for Jesus. Amen. Now, all our services are prophetic services. Though. Yes. All our services this year. The Lord opened my eyes. I saw myself traveling. Then I got to where you are selling. Uh, this is a lot of cars that I see they have parked there. The road goes, if it goes this way, I see a lot of cars they have parked there. Then I saw three joints. Three joints around the same place. I move to the right, I see one joint. Then opposite the right, I see another joint. Then right in front of that joint, I see another joint. Three. Three. And they are all selling the same thing. They are all selling the same thing. This is Indomie Park, this thing they are selling. Three. One, two, and three. Then I saw the angel of the Lord came to stand where you are selling. And the angel said, financial multiplication. Now, <coughs> me, I don't know where you are selling and what you are selling, but I know what I'm saying is true. By the time I'm done, it's always like that. Now, the Lord said this year he will favor your business. And those two other people, the Lord said this year he will favor their business. I will give you oil and I will pray for you, but I will give you oil. When you go, share that oil with the two others and let them pour it where they do their business. Because the Lord said he will use you as a point of contact to turn those people's lives around, including your own life. This year, money will come to your hands. Those people selling that this year, money will come to their hands. Oh, yes. Yes. I saw many people rushing there and they were buying. They were buying, they were buying, and suddenly the business broke out. Oh. I see many people coming from far, from far, and I see people coming there. So many people that the business is going to new places. Get ready. What's your name? Agnes. Oh, I know you for sure. Aggie, get ready. This year, your business, is it for you or for your mother? Your auntie. It, it, this year, she will break through like crazy. She will chop money like crazy. 
When I was prophesying to her, Minash was laughing. That means Minash knows her. Do you know her? Do you know the place? Are you sure? Who knows where I'm describing? Nana, mind Minash. Describe the place for me. What I'm saying, is it like that? Uh-huh. Talk in the mic so that they, they'll hear. What I'm saying, is it like that? Are you sure? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. That's my work. This year, I'm break it through. I'm break it through. I'm break it through. I'm break it through. A hot chip, baby, I make an a hot chip. I keep a cast for honor. Let me anoint your hands. Give me your hands. Lord, release money this year. In the name of Jesus. Now clap your hands and pray for her. As you pray for her, you are praying for yourself. We are using her as a point of contact for the church. Clap your hands. Let's pray. You have received all you need to know today in order to assess your next level with ease. Agree to the word. Accept it. Adjust to it and apply it. Your results are coming. You can contact the man of God on plus 233-577-296-916 or on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, podcast and YouTube via the handle Prophet Ohinibe Queen. You can also meet him live at the Mountain of Results Auditorium, Dansuman Market Complex, Accra, Ghana. Stay blessed.